I'm Ben Clute. And I'm Stephen Brown. We're two entrepreneurial professionals based in Spokane, Washington. Join us on our journey to make 2019 the most prosperous of our lives. We'll bear all as we strive to improve all aspects of our business and our health and fitness, as well as our relationships personally and professionally. We aim to offer impactful insight into our business and personal lives. We'll share the good, the bad, and the ugly throughout our journey. With the ultimate goal of our business and fitness being in the best shape of our lives at the close of 2019. You're listening to the Ordinary to Extraordinary Podcast. Hey everybody, thanks for joining us once again on the Ordinary to Extraordinary Podcast. I'm here with Ben. Where we're interviewing extraordinary people. We are interviewing somebody that's pretty extraordinary. Uh, today we've got Janessa Walsh on the show, on the show, um, or on the podcast, I'm saying on the show. Jeez. <laughs> Hey, it's a, it's a show. <laughs> You're so, yeah. a show pony, Stephen. <laughs> and Janessa is the owner of a cross-training gym for women. It's called Farm Girl Fit. And we'll uh, make sure that there's some notes to in the show notes that you guys can click on and check out the website and social media. Class schedule. Really, really cool lady. Uh, we enjoyed her time interviewing her, chatting with her. It's, it's always nice when an interview becomes more like having a beer with somebody, minus the beer, when you're just chatting. Um, but yeah, what are your thoughts on that, Ben? <laughs> you always do this. You literally give the articles off, you give their bio, what we talked about, thank them for coming on. Like you do the entire structure of the transition and then Ben, what do you think about that? You can always like, interrupt me. Well, what do I think? <laughs> and you will find out later on in our accountability <laughs> session number two that gets released <laughs> about interruption. <laughs> That's what I think. Yeah, so without wasting any more time, Ben, what do you think we should do here? I think we should get into the podcast. All right, so here's our interview with Janessa Walsh from Farm Girl Fit. We hope you enjoy it. So today on the podcast, we have uh, Janessa Walsh. She is the co-founder of Farm Girl Fit with uh, gyms in Spokane and Coeur d'Alene. Got to meet Janessa out at the lake, actually. So her sister and brother-in-law are neighbors of my in-laws out at the lake. So we get to hang out, go out on the boat, drink some beer occasionally out yeah. on the lake. But So Janessa's in to talk with us today about there are gyms that they started called Farm Girl Fit. So thanks for coming in today, Janessa. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah. Great. Cool. So we start with everybody, just some icebreaker questions. So what's one thing you'd like to accomplish in your lifetime that you haven't yet done? Uh, well, speaking of being out at the lake, I think becoming a proficient swimmer. I'm really a horrendous swimmer, actually. And I learned that one time we were doing a pool workout with our gym, just kind of a fun summertime thing. And um, one of the other coaches was like, I have literally never seen anybody move backwards when they are swimming. And I was like, oh, is that bad? <laughs> at least I'm not sinking. And she was like, yeah, well maybe um so anyway actually with my sister we took lessons at the y one spring with the children and um one spring with the children you mean yes, like the ones the, like that in are the like one pool. and a half years old <laughs> not quite that okay. young but a little I, step above that but so not, not a whole lot <laughs> so is it is it a will or a skill thing are you just have you you took lessons have you tried yeah further than um that? Well, so we did these lessons, and it was like March, and then with weather being what it is here, it's another couple months before you're yeah. getting into the lake, and so then it was like, oh, back to square one. I don't remember how to do this. And then it sort of is kind of a, like, 
if I'm going to go do it for a workout, I would rather just go do something I already know how to do and, I'm, mm. and yeah. can do on my own. Um, so what happens if I push you off the back of the boat next I can time? swim. Okay. I'm not that bad of a swimmer. <laughs> just sink like a rock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Only lakes, doggy paddle. Lake swimming is a lot different from learning to swim in a pool. There's a, yeah. Yeah. a lot more yeah. going on there. Uh, next icebreaker question is, if they made a movie of your life, what would it be about and which actress would you want to play you? Wow, that is quite the question. Um, or do you have a doppelganger actress that you think might look like you? I don't know if I do. I know I'm, my husband's a big fan of Katy Perry, so, oh. I mean, she sometimes has dark hair that I have, so <laughs> we can go with that. I don't know really how good her acting skills are, but yeah. she's talented for sure. Um, and what would it be about? Um, I think it would uh, focus on... Um, kind of the the power of um, networking and relationships and community building. I come from a pretty big family. Um, I have five siblings. Um, four of us are blood siblings, and then two are actually biologically our cousins. But we were adopted, and um, we'll talk about that later. But um, family's always been really important, and I think that's been a common theme throughout my life, different friend groups, um, moving through high school and college, and certainly with Farm Girl Fit, just the power of community and connecting with people and sharing stories and relationships. Cool. That's cool. All right. And your dream job when you were little, what did you want to be when you grew up? Um, I wanted to be a marine biologist because oh. I wanted to swim with dolphins. There <laughs> and was one of the goals, the first <laughs> thing we talked about. <laughs> right. Can't swim. Um, but I could probably hold on to a dolphin maybe. Hey. Um, uh, but actually, I really, really thought that I was going to be an Olympic basketball player and volleyballer I was gonna do both I remember watching the 96 Olympics which I would have been uh, middle school junior high at the time and thinking I'm gonna be the first woman to double medal in basketball and volleyball wow I was a little more aspirational about my abilities than yeah. life <laughs> than has a realistic. way of smacking you down sometimes doesn't yeah. it yeah. how tall are you five foot <laughs> 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 that's awesome hey yeah. dream big right yeah. yeah but a really big heart i had a really big heart tried really hard yeah no it was it. not in the cards first five foot woman to dunk the <laughs> not only that but double metal like she said yeah, yeah five feet yeah i like Both it of them. But yeah no idea what kind of training is involved at that level when you're at that age but so why don't you go ahead and give us the story so far where you are what you've done where you plan on being Okay, um, so I started Farm Girl Fit in um, 2011 with my girlfriend Jenny. She and I went to college together. Um, my background was in business. Hers was in exercise science. Um, we had been graduated for a few years and did some other different jobs. And um, at the time, both um, had similar paths in terms of like grew up playing sports. Um, once we got to college, it was kind of intramural sports and some like group fitness classes. I took a lot of like kickboxing and that sort of thing. Um, and then post college, there's like kind of this void of there's not a whole lot, or at the time, there wasn't a whole lot out there. Um, we eventually got into um, CrossFit with our husbands, and the husbands found it, and then we um, joined them and had the initial reaction of like whoa uber intense um, not really for me a lot of heavy weight lifting a lot of um, people doing things that you're like I could never do that uh, pull-ups for one um, and then some even more like kind of crazy looking things <laughs> um, but 
it's over time um, being there kind of got introduced to the community and found that sort of team feeling that you get in sports and kind of the idea of like working out together towards a common goal that you're not out there solo um, and we really like that aspect of it um, and but still kind of felt like it was um, CrossFit was uh, at an intensity level or a place where it didn't necessarily appeal to the masses and to the layperson, the common person um, and especially for women so um, at the time we thought you know what I think we can like take our experiences, what we've learned from CrossFit, what we've learned from other group training methods, put together your exercise science background, my business background, and give this a go. Um, so we did, we started with a gym here in Spokane in 2011. Um, it was Jenny's kind of primary um, job at that and it was part-time for me. I, I kind of did it on the side, I worked full-time. And with the idea that it was kind of a, a labor of love, like a passion project, let's see where it goes. Um, after about a year or so, um, was getting, actually before even a year, it was getting up to a level of, of success where it was like, you know what, we really do have something here and I think it could support both of us, and especially if we put our time and effort into it, um, to really helping it grow. So. Um, that's what we did. I kind of cut back to part-time at my other job, took on more at Farm Girl Fit, and then over the course of the next year or so, eventually left that other job and, and was full-time at Farm Girl. So it's been about five and a half years that I've been doing um, Farm Girl Fit full-time. Um, we opened a second location uh, three years into it, so in 2014. Um, and the g idea behind that, we moved out of the Spokane area to Coeur d'Alene, which for those who aren't familiar, it's about 30, 35 minutes, um, separate state, but n not really all that far. And our intention there was to br look into a new community, somewhere that was close enough that we could still keep hands on to, but also far enough away that we sh could sort of test ourselves with entering a new market. Um, and it's, it's certainly been a, a test and a good learning experience. Um, in ways, different ways than we expected to. Um, but with the two locations, then we kind of looked at, it It was a challenge. And so we looked at, you know, maybe physical locations isn't the best growth model for us. Um, we're, we've still always gotten really good feedback about our, our model, about our programming, the community that's created there, how there's nothing like it anywhere else. Um, we got a lot of people um, just looking for access to what we offer and in our minds we're thinking well how long is it going to be before we can open in Florida and Arizona and mm -hmm. Denver and all these places maybe online is the way to go about that so we started an online at home program we ran it in 12 week sessions um, to try to still keep the group and community aspect feeling of it um, and that was well received we did that for about two years um, but again it it became hard to create the same type of community in an online world mm -hmm. um, without, it's just more labor intensive than organically in person. You have different conversations. Those relationships are built more naturally and online it almost feels forced or just takes more, more dedicated time commitment. Um, and so we kind of put that on pause for a while and we just did the last session of that this past fall. So it hasn't been um, done all that long um, and it's something I hope to revitalize at some point but I don't think it's best for us right now um, so looking at 
where we are now, um, we've kind of come back to, even though physical locations can be hard, there's, you know, all the overhead, there's finding the right staff people for it. I think that's really where we have our niche um, in terms of the value that we really deliver to our members is that community and relationship-based um, platform. So um, we're looking at more of a franchise model now. And I think that, um, outright owning them there because it is so much interpersonal relationship it takes a lot of emotional investment from the people that are there and staffing it mm -hmm. and um, from our ownership team and and i if to continue to own more i don't know that that best serves the members or us um so franchising is kind of what we're looking at right now and um right now in an information gathering stage talking to um, other businesses not necessarily in the same field but that have moved to a franchise model kind of trying to learn from them have they successfully gone and done that maybe yeah. right um resources they used um talking to you know business formation attorneys those kinds of things and just trying to get some information about what that process will actually look like going forward maybe shark tank <laughs> shark <laughs> tank yeah. yeah what uh so you mentioned you were working in business prior to jumping into the the gym what were you yeah. doing prior um i was working for a government agency a state agency um it's called an educational service district there are nine of them in the state hmm. and they're sort of a layer of government i think i've driven past it up on freya on yep. the back side yeah ESD. yeah yeah esd 101 um so they're sort of a, sort of a layer of government sort of a layer of like access to different services between individual school districts and the state board um, so a lot of some of the services are for example there's a lot of rural school districts to employ a full-time nurse but they need a school nurse and so our agency would um, employ the nurse and then she would she or he would contract with a few couple different school districts so my department um, did business management cool. for nice. different schools yeah so one thing I was gonna ask was I know just knowing your guys's background a little bit of the company from from your brother-in-law is that you guys sounds like you have a few different partners in there uh -huh. as well even kind of more silent partners that are helping on the back end a little bit too less forward i mean you and jenny sure. are the founders kind of the spearheading right the company but what's it like having multiple partners and some of them being your family right um and then how are you guys working through that um it's there's pros and cons, right? Yeah. So there are um, individuals. Yeah. yeah. Um, there are, in, if we're looking at individuals, there are five of us. So it's uh, Jenny and myself and both of our respective husbands. Um, and then my now brother-in-law, yeah. um, Ryan is our fifth. So it's a team of five of us. And um, I think or it's what allowed us to find a lot of success early on was having a team of diverse varying backgrounds, skill varying yeah. skill sets, um, different experiences, um, bringing different strengths to the table um, that really helped us excel. And then as you progress and grow, you know, then it's managing that and how involved do people want to be um, and, uh, you know, talking through different, well, different directions or whatever that the company's going to go. So, um yeah, on the whole, it's been really good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I could just, uh, you talked about community <clears throat> earlier on, too. And it's, I mean, yeah. having your family involved and your close friends and your husband even yeah. involved, too, is, is, is pretty cool, too. And then it actually works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've seen success with it, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. been really good that way. So I wanted to ask so you went Farm Girl Fit. Does yes. Farm Fit exist? And what made you go with the women only model or the female only model? And then afterwards, have you dealt with any of the transgender issues or people showing up wanting to identify and 
Yeah. Um, you know, that's really interesting. I don't believe that farm fit exists. We did. Um, so we Better have get a, your husband on it. Yeah. I was gonna say, so we yeah. do have a trademark for farm girl fit. Um, and there was an outfit in Florida that was farm boy fit hmm. who they filed for a trademark and the um, USPTO wouldn't issue it to them because too likely to be confused with farm girl fit. Oh, so wow. when that happens, um, they don't have to stop using that name. Their name just isn't protected anymore. And we could tell them, you can't use that name anymore. <laughs> um, or they could kind of, Girl we could color. like agree, yeah, separately <laughs> that, yeah, it's okay. At, yeah. You know, where they're at. Um, and we just kind of said, you know, it's farm boy fit, it's in Miami, whatever. We're up here in Spokane, not a big deal um, for now. But um, <laughs> put that little caveat in there. By the way, your husband's an attorney. <laughs> Yeah, so on, the women's thing is really interesting. So I think for the reason we went that route when we were starting out, um, it we weren't it wasn't like all in from the beginning. We considered you know just generally a gym open to um, just co-ed, and what we um, found was that a lot of the gyms that existed with similar training styles, um, kind of with weightlifting, high intensity interval training, strength and conditioning, were most more highly attended by men. And Anyway, it was a it was newer to women, and so how do we uh, help women feel more comfortable doing these types of workouts? Because they're great for both genders, both sexes, um, but it seemed like women weren't doing them as frequently, and and that was part of um, doing making it for women. Um, it's something that we've always been really careful about how we talk about it, how we describe it, um, that it's designed for women. Um, and it's, you know, we keep a, a tab on kind of the legal and the political pulse of all of that too. There are some states that explicitly prohibit gender specific gyms, fitness mm. centers. Um, there are some that specifically allow it, um, mostly like, um, back East New York, um, Mm -hmm. the, those areas and then most a lot of the states haven't ruled either way so um it's always something that we're considering we haven't really had any issue or haven't had any issues that i know of um and it's we have classes about once a month that are open to you know members bring your husbands or mm. boyfriends or whatever um so it's not like we don't not like men it just create <laughs> you know we're not like man hating yeah well, what's this she woman what's that line yeah, the man haters <laughs> yeah um it's not about that it's at all um it's I think it just creates a different atmosphere and an environment. And especially when um, exercise can make people feel very vulnerable, especially the style of training that we do where it's mm -hmm. weightlifting. Um, it's things that people aren't familiar and comfortable with. So they're already outside their comfort zone. Um, and to just as many of those factors that we can kind of eliminate and, and is better. Cool. Yeah. Well, ben so, managed to do his. I was going to say I I, I I can ask the next question. So I don't yeah. know if you saw on social media, I got I to do my first CrossFit class really? in, in Hawaii. Oh, really? Yeah. So Lauren, ah. my wife, saw basically at Lululemon that they had free CrossFit uh, CrossFit classes at Aloha Kihei CrossFit. Ooh. And so we went and tried out a class, and it and was like was just it? a free class. Oh, cool. Nine thirty on Saturdays, and we went there, and we were the only ones that were oh, there. Oh, really? Because <laughs> they had just gotten done; like twenty people were leaving. He's like, "You here uh, for the free beginners class?" I'm like, "I guess so." Like, I've never done CrossFit before. <laughs> what gave it away? Like, oh god! Like, yeah. Oh, what, did, did I not look like it? Did I not look the part? What's going on? 
but uh, it was awesome, actually. We had a really good time. The guy really helped us walk through like how to properly do it so I don't hurt my back or anything like yeah. that, and what you're lifting, and not to overdo it. And it was, uh, I think I watched a video that you and Jenny did years ago, and she was talking about growing up on a farm and all that, too. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. I just liked the idea of laboring in results almost. Right, and it's yeah. Like, that was kind of cool, actually, too, because, I mean, I grew up in Green Bluff and worked on a farm as a kid. Yeah. But she wouldn't know from the salmon-colored pants that I'm wearing. <laughs> <laughs> He's wearing pink pants. <laughs> They're salmon. Or terracotta. Or, or terracotta, <laughs> as another person said. They're pink. But, so, uh, but, no, I liked CrossFit for trying it out at least that one time, too. But the question is, I know a lot of people see CrossFit as a cult. You've mentioned communities. So they're kind of cultish. Yeah. But... Uh, what would you say to someone that might be nervous or scared to go try out CrossFit? Um, I think that you have to find whatever style of training is going to work best for you. And um, I do think, so to distinguish, Farm Girl Fit, we are not a CrossFit. CrossFit is, okay. um, is a brand, is um, a specific, so I don't know if it's a necessarily yeah. a specific training style per se, um, because it really is a lot of like strength and conditioning or um, interval training that's been used, especially with sports teams, a lot. Um I, what CrossFit did really well, and they have a little bit of military background also, um, was bring that style of training and offer it to kind of to the masses, to kind of try to bring it to the common person um, in terms of weightlifting, Olympic weightlifting, some powerlifting, um, and different things. So in a, in the training style, what we do at Farm Girl Fit is very similar. Like if you took a list of the different exercises we do and the different exercises CrossFit did, you could like cross and check off a lot of very similar ones the way they're put together in the programming I think really differs and this is um, was a very intentional decision by us that and partially to speak to kind of the (coughs) excuse me the intensity level of CrossFit. And that's mm-hmm. what I think a lot of people get scared because it, it looks intense. Um, you hear a lot of people get hurt and high injury rates, which there are, um, there actually was a really interesting uh, post. I have a friend who's a PT in Seattle and she um, goes to CrossFit and like the injury rates in triathlon are way higher than they are hmm. in CrossFit and actually in Zumba than in CrossFit <laughs> oh, really? per capita <laughs> kind of thing. Um, so you know, I don't know how much it stands behind that, but um, I think part of what CrossFit did really well was a community thing and bringing people together to work out together, and that's what kept people connected. And it really did introduce, like, I mean, me personally, I hadn't done any Olympic weightlifting, um, being clean and jerks and snatches ever. I didn't even know that that was a thing until I had done CrossFit. So I think it helped um, sort of open up what the fitness field is um, for a lot of um, people who wouldn't otherwise know. Um, Part of the injury thing and where a lot of that's come from is how they grew. So they were gaining in popularity and in order to open a CrossFit, you didn't have to have any sort of background, Mm. um, technical background. You had to attend one of their training courses, which is a weekend weekend seminar, pay them their affiliate fee, and then you can open a gym and then you can tell people what to do and you can program workouts for them. And that inherently is just wrong. I mean, you have people that don't have the technical expertise um, doing that. And I think that's where some of that kind of came from. And I, it seems that CrossFit, you know, headquarters or whatever the initial kind of big um, 
corporation behind it is starting to rein that in and doing a little bit better quality control over that. Um, and part of it for us with the like, intensity level is um, CrossFit seemed to be moving a lot more towards competition and to om- huh. almost trying to establish themselves as a new sport. Um, and I think any time that you're getting to a level of like professional athletics where you are training specifically, whether it's NBA, NFL, anything where you're training so specifically for that sport and at such a high level, it no longer is the same as what it looks like for the common person. Yeah. And the problem in CrossFit is a lot of people don't, you like you recognize that when you watch the NFL, like I can't do that and they must train really hard mm-hmm. to be that fast, that mm-hmm. strong. In CrossFit, it wasn't necessarily the same thing. It's kind of like when you watch the Olympics and whether you're a 12 year old or whatever, but you think you see a gymnast doing cool things and they make it look so easy because they're so good at their craft that then you think, wow, I could probably do that and not understanding how difficult it is or how much training is involved. And, and our focus in training is more on a lifestyle um, and living a healthy life. We're not training for any one specific sport. Okay. Um, trying to help people. So what would you classify the healthy. style of <clears throat> physical activity or activity that you're doing in the gym? It's not cross CrossFit. What, what, yeah, yeah what is it? I would say cross training, cross um, strength studio. Um, yeah. Along okay. those lines. So one of the things I told Ben, CrossFit, cross training, the boxes, the actual gyms, I love them. Yeah. I'm not the warehouse I'm, style. I'm yeah. not into the whole high five group community thing. And even working out with Ben, sometimes I get frustrated and he'll tell you that I'm kind of OCD about doing things in a certain way and putting things in a certain place group fitness for me has never been an option I'll do it every now and again but I love the cross training style so how you guys are programming it and and I know Heather Bowman and some other people that come to you just don't like the the group group. aspect of Uh it he's Uh, not a hoorah guy that's why I get up at 4am see I would like that style (laughs) I like the community aspect of it too yeah Yeah. that's really interesting I was just talking to a member who um, she's had been a member with us for quite some time and um, some things were shifting in her life and so she had been gone for a couple months and attended another gym and felt like, um, and that's what she really missed, was the community Mm -hmm. aspect of it and semi the social aspect of it. And she comes at 5.30 in the morning. So she was like, if I'm going to get out of bed at that time, I need something to get me there. And it's the people and kind of that group dynamic. But some people are quite the opposite too, yeah. And and I'm a team sport guy. I've played soccer and basketball my whole life. So being part of a group and training together, that was, I don't know if it's just that I got older and grew out of it. I I think it's, I mean, it's health and it's, the way you do it. it's like you kind of find what works for you and yeah. run with that yeah right? absolutely different strokes for different folks i mean the the hit stuff the just lifting weights and doing the cardio i love all of that yeah and just and, and a lot of the big box gyms now have the rigs and they've got right lifting platforms and so it used to be you had to go to a specialized place to do that right and, and now it's, it's becoming a lot more accessible which yeah. is yeah awesome what what would you say is the major difference when you're programming for women only versus a co-ed style of uh, CrossFit because I'll see CrossFit cross training whatever we call it I'll see them where men and women are doing the exact same exercises obviously they adjust the weights that can't be conducive to getting the best results for everybody surely so what what what's your approach and how is it different um I would say on a like you're saying I mean if 
any one workout could be beneficial to men or women either way, but it is looking overall at kind of a programming scheme. Um, and one of the things that we find um, with women, so one of the things CrossFit does is really focus on like short intense, so that high intensity, but a really short interval. So you might have a butt kicking workout that's only four minutes long. And that, that can be very beneficial um, as part of your training regime if you know how to push yourself and you're willing to push yourself to that super high elevated rate in that time. Um, and a lot of people, because they're newer to the training, they're newer to the movements, whatever, don't know how to push. So then just working out for four minutes isn't necessarily as beneficial mm -hmm. as if you do that same amount of work over 15 minutes. Or not the same amount of work, but you continue the work over 15 minutes um, or longer. So I would say that's one aspect is we tend to um, program a little bit longer. Um, there's There are also a lot more accessory movements that we build in that are kind of um, women-specific, especially um, a huge part of our demographic are women in their um, late 20s to, I would say, mid-40s, where they're having kids, they've recently had kids. Um, and so taking into consideration the changes that their bodies are going through and um, someone who is six months pregnant or three weeks postpartum, generally speaking, shouldn't be doing 50 abs or 50 mm -hmm. sit-ups. Um, that's just not something that's going to benefit them. Gotta start where you're at. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and just taking into consideration, you know, as we, we've learned more about women's health um, and things like pelvic floor exercises and diastasis recti um, and kind of keeping that in consideration. So I was going to ask, basically, we've talked about on the podcast a little bit goals and one of the things we're talking about later on not in this podcast but others is kind of goal setting yeah right and it seems like with fitness especially this time of year you see membership mm. spikes a lot of people start showing up good intentions of getting into shape right and then they kind of hate it let their goals <laughs> fall the wayside right Absolutely. what are some of the reasons you think people drop their goals or quit is it just because it's hard um and then what i guess are, do you guys do I anything to help them push through that I think sometimes their goals are misdirected, and we see this a lot with um, women especially, and I'm sure that it exists with men, that so much of the fitness industry is focused on the way you look, mm -hmm. and so people's goals are focused around the way that they look, or a number on a scale, and it's the thing that they don't understand is it doesn't matter if you ever look the way you want to look or become the size you want to become, that isn't going to make you a happier person. Um, you're always going to see things that you don't like. You're going to want to just drop five more pounds, just reduce one more size in your pants or whatever it is. Um, and I think that is, that's the reason a lot of people end up dropping their goals because they either, they've set their goals so aspirationally that they aren't achievable. So they don't get the results that they want. And then they're mad and frustrated. Yeah. It's not working, and so they drop it. Um, or they do get there and then kind of realize that that wasn't what they were searching yeah. for in the first place. doesn't fulfill me. Yeah, and that's one of the – we've always really um, focused on – we don't take any measurements. We don't take any pictures. Um, we we try to shift the focus to fo focus on what your body can do and what you are capable of and finding your confidence through that. Cool. Um, and, and that still has its flaws a little bit on focusing on what you can do because then if you can't do something, you know, then um, that can lead to kind of the same problems. But it starts the conversation and a change in the mindset to – 
what are, what really is important to you what is your why what are you wanting out of this mm-hmm. um, and for a lot of members that's what we start with like you say that you want to drop 10 pounds why is there a hike that you're trying to go on are you trying to keep up with your grandkids um, are you wanting to get pregnant something like that that gives them a bigger picture um, and kind of tunes into more their overall health and wellness and well-being than necessarily what size or weight or whatever yeah i love that more of a holistic approach i do too yeah. Yeah. taking the scale out of it yeah well, how even much you weigh is completely disproportionate to how fit you are sometimes right yeah so. well and it's i've tried to not step on the scale a bit too just as like to your point of like just how do you feel do you feel better or do you right. feel worse like what yeah. is it how do you feel because that's what really matters right right the numbers the measurements they have they don't really they don't really matter yeah but. yeah so let's focus on some of the business stuff for a minute so I mentioned that I'd coached soccer, yes. ran a soccer club for a minute. And one of the things I always found was we had amazing soccer people and we had amazing business people, but it was hard to mesh the two because the soccer business is so unique and so spectacularly political, so yeah. to speak. Um, spectacular? That's so, really the word you oh, wanted to use? <laughs> you have no, no spectacularly idea. political? Um, we could read into that. What type of spectacular? soccer clubs that it doesn't matter how good you are, it's about who you know and how yeah. much you're paying and all sure, the rest of sure. it. But anyway, moving on from that, have you, and you touched on this a little bit, that your background is business and Jenny's background is more on the the, the physical yeah. side of things. So do you take care of the books and everything and she's the, she's the one on the ground or how do you guys find that? Um, it's, that's kind of how it started. We've always had a separate bookkeeper also that actually like runs our payroll. Ryan was been, my brother-in-law has been involved in that from, um, the beginning. We have a separate accountant that takes care of that. Um, setting operations, um, processes and procedures, that sort of thing. Um, I've predominantly always handled that. Um, and then she's kind of handled the programming side and events and those sorts of things. Um, that's kind of shifted a little bit over time and, um, just like working a little bit more collaboratively and trying to bring other people onto our team also. So we have a full-time manager at both of our locations um, and their roles are to implement those things kind of both sides of it. And you're right, it's really hard to find people who um, have the savvy in both arenas. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it's a little bit easier in the fitness industry because that has become sort of a a passion project or a hobby um, for a lot of people that's where their heart is Mm -hmm. and so um, if they have a skill set or an ability to attain a new skill set you know it doesn't necessarily have to be something I went through business school but that doesn't necessarily have to be the platform you can learn especially nowadays you can learn anything online um, if you're willing and wanting and are a good learner so if they have that kind of that skill set or the ability to attain it and have this love for fitness um, and especially like we can teach them what our background um, is or what our messages our vision um and our mission like our values mm-hmm. and what we're about then then that's how we'll find best success yeah and you kind of led into this so <clears throat> what are you looking for when you're trying to hire people what are few traits that you insist upon um it depends on on the role so typically we're hiring for coaches and um like I said, it might not be the technical knowledge per se. There is an aspect of that. Everybody is required to be certified, Um, but it's really the ability to connect with people, to speak to, in our case, women of all ages, 
all backgrounds to confidently have a conversation with a woman who's 65, with someone who's 18, with a woman in her 30s. Um, and it's it's not a skill that a lot of people have and to help them feel welcome um, in an environment that they might otherwise feel unwelcome. And it's been one of the really unique things that we found about Farm Girl. Our big like worry when we were starting initially about being women only is what if it gets clicky and you kind of hear that or catty. Um, and it's I think the training style is such that it only attracts a certain personality that are kind of there for the right reasons, that they're not afraid of hard work. It's not about kind of a superficial um like sense of entitlement or anything like that there it kind of levels the playing field and it's really helped grow our culture into something really beautiful it's awesome both at the same time awesome. <laughs> jinx <laughs> <laughs> that's like one two three five six nine ten you can't speak now you're saying a lot of the things that especially in that last question about what you look for when you're hiring people are hiring personality first and teaching skill set second yeah. and I love that yeah I yeah. say hire for character train for skill yeah, yeah. and it kind of comes back to we we keep getting into this about education versus experience right and there's a lot of people that go to school and then go back and do an MBA and it's like hey is that really serving you well rather than getting out and getting some some right. true skills and 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 actually being making yourself hireable versus I have a piece of paper right so. Yeah, and that is really interesting from my own experience. I went, um, my undergrad was in business and accounting, and I went directly into an MBA program. And if I were to do it over again, I would have worked first because there were people in my program who either owned their own businesses or worked for larger corporations that got so much more out of it. I still very much had kind of the college student mindset of, I know what the professor's looking for. I'm going to do what I need to to get out of this class. Mm -hmm. um, and I've always been a good student. I liked school, so it wasn't that part of it. But you just have a totally different approach without having actual real life experience to apply it to. And even now, just reading different books and I get so much more out of it not that i i regret my you can apply it to a situation way, you've been in yeah. yeah yeah absolutely there's a few <clears> of my <throat> mentors that always point to the fact that in school if you get a c average you pass yeah and when you own a business if you get a c average you're going to fail yeah so applying what you learn in school isn't always a good thing when it comes to the business world right. yeah so well school's very regimented too i mean it's yeah, different than reality yeah mm -hmm. Absolutely. So there's no one criteria that you're graded by in, <laughs> in business. So last question. Go ahead, Ben. I know you like this one. I know. I do like this one. It's So this question is to kind of humanize people a little bit, too. Yeah. And to say it's like, hey, even though you know, you're running some successful gyms in town, you're still human. You still struggle with things in life. What are some of the things maybe health, fitness, gym-related, or even just in life that you feel that you struggle with or things that might hold you back? from accomplishing something from your swimming goal from some of the things that you <laughs> might want to accomplish I don't know if this applies life. to um, the swimming goal per se <laughs> but um, something I really struggle with which is interesting talking about kind of community and relationships and such um, is having hard conversations mm. um, and I think it's it's I'm a I'm a people pleaser. I want to make people happy, um, and even if I can kind of table what I'm feeling to get a job done to make someone else happy, then I'm okay with that to a certain extent, um, and probably more okay with it than I should be. So um, having having conversations, um, even if they aren't necessarily like you know not big issues or anything yeah, like yeah. that, but kind of having open conversation and hard conversations before they're big issues, I guess. Okay. Yeah. I think that's a good one. Yeah. That's, thanks for yeah. sharing. 
And um, I'll ask one more thing. Yeah. Ben didn't think we were going to be able to work out at Farm Girl Fit. And one of the things I said to him <laughs> is, I want to try every gym in town. Absolutely. So at the next um, bring your husband or yeah, boyfriend to, yeah. to gym day. Can Ben and I come in and, Absolutely. and do our thing? It's already scheduled. If you, if for the next one is, we're doing a co-ed for Valentine's Day. Oh It'll be gosh. the Saturday before. So I've got to find a date? <laughs> no. <laughs> we have you. plenty that we can <laughs> accommodate you with. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> he is single. Yeah. We can go. find you a lady at the gym. Maybe we can do that. Yeah, well, that's you're the, welcome. Saturday before? Mm-hmm. Yes, the ninth. And what time is that? I'm writing it down. Nine thirty. Nine thirty. A.M. A.M. Some morning. We've got our Valentine's Day workout figured out. There you go. (laughs) There you go. We'll see. Thanks so much, Janessa. This has been. It's been good. It's great to get insight into different different business owners. um, Appreciate you coming on. Yeah, it's been really great to visit with you. Yeah, thank you. So that's it. Okay, guys, thanks for tuning into today's podcast where we interviewed Janessa Walsh. She's one of the co founders again of Farm Girl Fit. You can find them on Instagram at Farm Girl Fit, all lowercase, no spaces. And uh, give them a like, follow them, check out their class schedule. Like Steven said in the intro, the link will be in there for uh, class schedule for their website. Like I said, give them a like, check them out. <laughs> and don't forget to like our social media if you haven't. It's O2E, that's the letter O, the number two, the letter E, and then Journey. We have the same name on Facebook and Instagram. So thanks again, folks. And until the next time, be good to yourself and to each other.
said, I'll tell you all the story about the joke around the thief, I said, oh, that was all 